0: evening everybody and welcome to the graveyard thank you for joining us tonight my name is adam my name's matt now pull up a tombstone or settle into your casket and get comfortable because this is graveyard tales all right matt so episode one brother
1: yeah it's been a long time coming for us
0: it really has uh Everybody else probably doesn't realize how much this actually takes to get going. <laughs> yeah, we
1: we've, we've been working on this for a while.
0: Yeah, it's it's been a little while. So, uh we're probably a lot more excited about this than y'all are. Um and y'all can probably tell cuz we probably sound a little jacked. We've had coffee. Um we're pumped from the adrenaline. We're just ready to go.
1: Yeah, we we uh for for went the death
0: wish coffee. Which yeah. is probably a good
1: idea, but I just drank coffee and a monster about five minutes before I got here, so.
0: Oh, yeah, this will be a fun night. Yeah, we uh, uh, we decided not to go with the Death Wish coffee. Mainly, you know, first episode, you don't want to have a Death Wish on your first episode. Uh, secondly, if y'all don't know, that is double the caffeine of normal coffee, and Adam wouldn't sleep well tonight. Um, and Adam needs to sleep well because he didn't sleep well last night.
1: Oh, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so tell us, Adam, what, what kept you awake last night?
0: All right. Well, it's not what some of y'all are thinking. Um, I didn't have that much fun. Um, so, Matt, you know about this, but uh, I hadn't really told anybody else. Um, it's been probably about a year now. I'd, I've noticed down the hallway what I thought. You know, at first I'd, I'd catch it out of the corner of my eye, and I'm like, well, you know, maybe that's just something going on in my head. Maybe I'm imagining it, but it seemed like something moving from one side of the hallway to the other. And so I just kind of ignored it for months and months. And then I noticed Dallas, my beagle would stare down the hallway and then he started barking. He'd bark a time or two, you know, just one bark, two barks, maybe not like somebody's at the door, you know, not like when you show up and he goes crazy, but, um, So he started doing that one night and I was looking down the hallway and I swear to you, something darker than the darkness of the hallway, because I had no lights on down the rest of the house, moved from the bedroom over to the bathroom. And the, the bedroom is right across the hallway from the bathroom. So I was looking right at it. You know, it's not an out of the corner of my eye thing. So I went, oh crap, here we go. You know, it, it, there's something here. Well, I hadn't said anything to anybody. I mentioned it to you, but, um, didn't, didn't tell anybody else. And a few weeks ago, when I got back from vacation, I had a lady friend over and we were laying there watching the Simpsons. Yes. I'm a grown man who watches the Simpsons. Shut up. Anyway, we're laying there watching the Simpsons and she looks at me and goes, Hey, uh, do you live in a haunted house? And I'm like, Oh, um, why? Why? She said, well, I swear to God, I just saw a man walk from one side of your hallway to the other. You
1: know, that's always a loaded question. Right. Do you live in a haunted
0: house? Right, and you're like, how do I answer this? Um, well, I I said, oh, no, no. You probably just saw a, a shadow from, you know, the window or something like that. You know, I didn't want to freak her out and everything. So the next morning I, I happened to say, you know, that shadow that I told you was probably just a shadow from outside. Yeah. I was, uh, I, I was lying and, uh, she got a little mad at me for that, but, um, yeah. So there's definitely something going on here. Um, cause I've, I've found that, uh, door, uh, the linen closet just next to the bathroom open and it, it takes a lot to open that door. I mean, you got to really turn that handle for it to pop open. Um, but last night, I was dead asleep, and I heard somebody walking down the hallway. Adam, yeah, you, you need to wash your underwear. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, it was it was like I, you know, you you overdo it in your dream a little bit, where you know something's attacking you and all that stuff. So I I wake up real quick and I look down the hallway and I am thinking, you know, I am more afraid of a burglar than I am a ghost. Um, so I was thinking, oh crap, I am going to have to shoot somebody you know, here it goes. I'm going to have to shoot somebody in my house, you know, but I'd look down the hallway and there'd be nobody there. And so I'd go back to sleep about an hour or so later, same thing. Sounded like footsteps and the floorboards popping in the hallway. So I'd get up again, look down the hallway, nothing.
1: Adam Adam's ghost needs to go on a diet.
0: Apparently. Yeah. I got a, I got a chubster ghost and ghost. If you're listening, you know, I, I'm just kidding. Don't don't get. I, I'm not talking about your weight. I'm. Sorry. I can
1: say that because I don't live
0: here. Yeah, go follow Matt home. Um, but anyway, yeah that that's kind of what kept me up last night was the um, my house guest as I call him. Uh, he was, I guess, feeling a little lonely. I hadn't paid enough attention to him here recently. So, but anyway, we're not here to talk about um, my house ghosty. Oh, um, that's right. That's right. We've got a show to do. We actually have a show this time. Um, So this week, if y'all have been paying attention on our social medias, um, on Twitter or on Facebook, uh, we got a Facebook group that we just started, and and there's a Twitter page. Um, Both are Graveyard Tales, so go find those if you haven't. Um, But mentioned on the uh, Facebook page today that we would be doing the Thomas House Hotel in Red Bowling Springs. So what takes so long for Matt and I is researching. We're both a little illiterate. Um, So reading those squiggly lines that people call words takes us a while. Um, But we've done done our research, and we've got some stuff to go over with y'all.
1: And again, just remember, we are sharing stories. We're not saying some place is haunted or not haunted. These are creepy stories and they scare you and that's what they're meant to do and they're fun and that's what we're having so if you feel that little tingle on the back of your neck hair raises up a little bit or even if you think man i want to go to this place yep then we've done our job
0: yep exactly so turn the lights off light a few candles you know hold the dog tight because um thomas house is pretty interesting so Matt, why don't we get into a little bit of the history of Thomas House here to kind of tell everybody um, about it?
1: Okay, the uh, the Thomas House is a, uh, a hotel in Red Bowling Springs, Tennessee. Which, if you don't know where Red Bowling Springs is, it's um, it's probably about twenty twenty five miles east of Westmoreland, which is. Right on the Kentucky state line between uh, Kentucky and Tennessee. So
0: BF Tennessee. You
1: got it. Uh, there's not a whole lot there. Um, I've been to Red Bowling Springs many, many times. Uh, I've actually seen the Thomas Hotel from uh, from the street. I've not been in it, but that's going to change pretty soon. Yes, it is. But the, Thomas, uh, the Thomas House Hotel was uh, built around 1890. Uh, it's been a hotel the entire time. It was. It was built to be a hotel. Um, it's uh, one of the only three hotels uh, that are still remaining in Red Boiling Springs. A, a town of about a thousand people has three hotels.
0: Yeah. So. Uh, it was. Um, I think the two thousand census. Uh, they said it was about a thousand and twenty three people. So that that's been seventeen years ago now, which makes me feel old. But um, you know, it hadn't grown much since then. Um, The reason that they still have three hotels is in the early 1900s, before World War II, um, everybody kind of got wind of the mineral springs that were there in Red Bowling Springs, and they thought, you know, they came to believe that they had healing powers. So it became a thing where people would vacation, you know, in their summer months, they would vacation there and they had bath houses where you could bathe in the healing waters and all this stuff. Um, and so they, they built up all these big, um, these big hotels and places where, uh, people could come and visit and spend the summer and all that. Uh, Woodrow Wilson actually at the time would spend his summers there, um, and spend time in the, the Thomas house. Um, but let me read, I've got a little thing from the Thomas house website. Um, if you go on the Thomas house website, you can find this information and then you can read it and see how badly I butchered this reading. Um, you know, if you're more literate than I am, uh, but from their website, it says the Thomas house is a cool and mysterious hideaway resting high atop a gently rolling hillside on the outer edge of red bowling Springs city limits one of the city's oldest and most beautiful landmarks. It has been a vital part of the community since 1890. Visitors enjoy a peaceful atmosphere when they revisit the past throughout the Victorian-style hotel. Home-cooked meals are bountiful and serve (laughs) family-style in our spacious 125-seat dining room and are often accompanied by live entertainment. After dinner, take a reminiscent stroll through our museum settings or simply relax on one of our two inviting verandas. That was a big word for me, veranda. With ample grounds from lawn games, a swimming pool in season, and parks uh, within walking distance, Red Bowling Springs is a perfect getaway retreat. So, sounds inviting, doesn't it? Absolutely. Well, it won't after we talk about it some. So, <laughs> <laughs>
1: <That's right. laughs> <clears throat> so let's talk about a little bit about what some of the things that are rumored to. Uh, to happen at the Thomas house, just in general. Um, disembodied voices can be heard, people talking, um, items of furniture moving, uh, toys and balls being found in different locations than what they were left the night before, ghostly apparitions, dark figures, sounds can be heard. So, a lot of different things happen here. Right. A lot of different stories have have come out about experiences that guests have had. Right. The family has had some experiences there. In fact, all the family members that have been owners of the hotel have documented different experiences based on the things we just talked about. So this is why it has gotten the reputation that it has, that it's one of the most haunted places, not just in Tennessee, but in the United States.
0: Right. Yeah, it it was I think rated as it was rated on the top ten of most haunted places in the U.S. to visit, um, and you know there have been many a ghost hunter group go out and do you know investigations at at uh, different places, and there's been a lot of people take a lot of video. Um, now one of the one of the things that I know you and I want to do is we want to spend a night in. Sarah's room. Now, Sarah's room is what? Room 37? 37. 37. Um, And Sarah's room is probably the most haunted room, the most active room, we'll say, on on the grounds. Um, You can go on YouTube and you can look for a video of the Thomas house. And there is actually a video that somebody took of and i i don't know if it was a an actual investigation or if it was an independent person that took the video but they had a camera set up in the corner of the room and they placed a little red ball like a, a inflatable ball on the floor and they left and in the video you see the ball slowly start to roll across the floor as if a child came up and pushed the ball um, and that's indicative of Sarah, um, because she's said to be playful. Um, some people get like a sad, like a, a, overwhelming sadness that comes over them when they feel that she's present. But for the most part, she's said to be pretty playful. Um, right. And, and we're not sure, but
1: There are many documented deaths on the hotel property, one of which was a girl that drowned in the swimming pool, and that kind of coincides with the idea of the spirit of a young girl, a child. So we kind of think that this might be Sarah along those lines. Right.
0: And, uh, you know, uh, people who have stayed in Sarah's room have said in the middle of the night they'll feel like the covers being pulled um, as if, you know, somebody's kind of down at the end of the bed tugging on the, on the covers or they're they'll feel weight sit down on the end of the bed. Like somebody's crawled up on the bed and sat down with them. Um, now you, you may have the same feelings I do, Matt, but children ghosts are creepy as hell. Yes, like absolutely. They are more creepy to me than adult ghost. Like, adult ghost, okay, yeah, but kid ghost, I don't know why. I mean, I find kids creepy anyway. Even the live kids are kind of creepy. Um, I
1: think it goes back to The Shining.
0: You know, it may it may be just uh, imprinted in our brains to, to feel that children ghosts are just creepy as hell. Um, but one of the things that would creep me out, like, really bad is one of the things that Sarah allegedly does um, she's known to knock on the door. And when you go to check the door, you see nobody, nobody's there, but you hear a child's laughter disappearing down the hallway. Now screw all that. If I hear a kid laughing and there's not a kid around, (laughs) screw that man. I'm sorry. But you know, what, what's that joke that nothing is sweeter than the uh, sound of a child's laughter? unless you have no kid and it's two o'clock in the morning, you know?
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there are a lot of recordings of, supposedly recordings of Sarah's voice, uh, laughing, humming, singing along, telling people that she's a princess. There are also recordings of hearing Sarah when she's not very happy and she says she's mad. Yep. Now, some of these recordings are the EVP where you're recording uh, dead air, and then you go back and listen and you can hear. but there are recordings that somebody actually just heard this audibly, and they caught it on a on a recording um yeah, those things are really really creepy, so
0: yeah, they're sorry if you like kids, but kids are creepy, and the ghosty ones are even creepier um another you were talking about the disembodied voices <clears throat> and and sounds and stuff in the hallways. There's a lot of a lot of reports of and there's a hallway that is lined with pictures on the wall, and people people have claimed to hear voices coming from a room down at the end of the hallway, and there's nobody there. Um, and then there's the Whistler, um, who is widely reported. One of the one of the ones that I found the most information about was the Whistler. Um, he's said to be one of the most active, uh, aside from Sarah. Um, because he can be heard at any any time during the day. Doesn't matter, doesn't have to be Yeah, inside you
1: know, or outside.
0: Yeah, inside or outside. And you just hear him whistling as if a guy is walking down the hallway whistling a merry tune to himself. Um, except there's nobody there. There's nobody that you can see. Um so also down that hallway the hallway with all the pictures, there is an older woman who a few people have seen that she slowly moves down the hallway toward the gift shop area and then disappears as she's entering the gift shop. So, you know, typical, you know, older, older woman ghost that you get a lot of. Um, so Matt, you were, you talked about Sarah, um, possibly being the one that drowned in the, in the swimming pool. Um, you were talking off, Mike, earlier about a lot of the deaths that have, ha, had occurred on the property.
1: Right, and one of, the, one of the deaths that was documented was a traveling salesman known only as Josiah. He would travel through the area, and every time he was close, he would stay at the Thomas House. He was well-known there, well-liked, uh, a frequent visitor. But he has been one of the spirits, much like Sarah, that folks have called by name. One of the things that people really enjoy trying to do is take flashlights, set him out, call these spirits by name to see if they will turn the flashlight on and off in a way to communicate, ask questions, try to get them to blink the light once or twice. There are actual videos of this happening Multiple multiple people have put out videos of these flashlights coming on and off. The funny thing is, is they're usually mag lights, and yeah. you know mag lights are real easy to click on and off. Right. I want somebody to put one of those big, uh, big flashlights with with the the marine battery in it. Yeah. You know that has the big huge switch. Now, right. if 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 I can get one of those on, yeah. You know, now I'm probably gonna leave.
0: Well, yeah, <laughs> no kidding. Um, then. You know, I'm, I'm kind of skeptical of the flashlight, um, the flashlight approach, because I've seen that debunked so many times yeah, where there's times. there's like a, a plastic and metal piece in there that you turn the flashlight on for a minute and then you unscrew it and the, the metal has gotten warm so it, it expands and it creates a gap between the light bulb and the battery. And then you let it sit there for a while and you're asking questions, you know, hey, are you here? Can you turn on one of these flashlights? Da-da-da-da-da. And that time the metal is cooling, so it's shrinking the gap. And then all of a sudden it touches, the light bulb touches the battery again and it, boom, comes on. And then as the bulb is on, it starts heating up. So you're like, oh, thank you for turning the light bulb on, blah, 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 blah. Can you turn it off for me? A minute or two. Oh, there it went off, you know? So the, you know, I'm, I'm a little more skeptical when it comes to the flashlight thing. Um, I'm the kind of guy who I go in there. I'm like, okay, prove you're here. Smack me in the forehead. <laughs> you know, I, I want a handprint on my forehead, push me down, yes. kick me in the crotch. Yep. If you're do here, something, let me know you're here. Physical pain. That's the only way I'm going to learn anything. Or at least that's what my family thought. As so as I'm going to
1: get, know. I'm going to get a well-tested flashlight that but- I absolutely cannot make come on any other way than flipping the switch. And it's going with
0: us. Yep. Um, now, we're we're going um, October 29th, um, just before Halloween. And we've got a digital recorder that we're going to take with us. And we're going to record the whole time because apparently I can get seven hours um, on this recorder. Now, there's probably okay we'll just say we're not going to upload a seven hour episode you're not going to have to sit through a seven hour episode um, uh, and,
1: unless we get we run out of ideas
0: yeah and then you'll just get about five episodes that are chopped up and it's just here's another recording of the thomas house evp sessions <laughs> that's, that's what that's what you'll get <laughs> it'll be seven hours of white noise and occasionally matt farting i don't know um but we're going to do that. We're, we're going to take an EMF detector and we're going to take a laser thermometer, um, and go on a ghost hunt and we'll see what we get. If we get anything cool, you better believe we'll have a follow-up episode, um, where we put out that, um, if we get nothing cool, we'll just mention probably at some point, yep, nothing happened. So let's move on. Um, but talking about, let's go back to what all was happening. Um, in the hallways, since we're still out in the hallways, we'll move into some of the bedrooms here shortly. Anyway, um, out in the hallways, there's uh, don't look at me like that, Matt. (laughs) I had to make that joke. I'm sorry. Um, so there are people, a lot of people have reported cold spots where they'll be standing and all of a sudden a cold spot kind of washes over them and the hair on their arms stand up and there was actually a ghost hunt team that was out there that they filmed the hair on some dude's arm standing up you know he said man this is weird you know and they they started filming him and you actually saw the hair kind of stand up on his arm
1: but knowing that if adam comes up behind me and says i can see a ghost right behind you the hair on my arm is going to stand up too no matter what the temperature
0: yeah no kidding um Just if I think there might be something behind me, the hair on my arms are going to stand up because, you know, Adam no likey. You know, Adam want to see what's happening. Um,
1: Yeah, don't get behind me. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, for more reasons than one. Um, There's also been people that have reported a cloud, that, like a hazy cloud that would form on the opposite wall from them, and it would be not like a full shadow and it wouldn't you know it would be a, like a hazy outline of something and when they directed attention to it or they started walking toward it it would evaporate just as quickly um so that's kind of weird i mean i i wouldn't want to see that at all um but you know moving into the bedrooms um i've seen uh reports there's been several people that have said the beds have moved now i know what some of you listeners are thinking it's a hotel couples go there on vacation of course the beds are going to move adam i'm not talking about that guys
1: magic (laughs) finger
0: i'm talking about ghost bed moving um they've said the beds have moved a little bit um not like across the room or anything but where the bed will rock from one side like there's weight being put on it or it will it's like it's bumped like something that's kind of like when you bump your knee against a bed and it'll go a little bit. they said they've noticed that, and there's been nobody else in the room and um,
1: and one of the things that is said is that old mrs cloyd the the matriarch of the cloyd family that built the hotel, will come and quote unquote tuck you in, so but, I don't know what I was involved in that,
0: but yeah, well you know let let's hope it's just tucking in um. <laughs> you know, but I don't like, well, being... some
1: people get tucked in a lot harder than others.
0: Oh, that's true. Well, I don't like being tucked in at all. I never have, you know, I like the, the covers loose where I can move my feet. So she comes up and tries to tuck me in. We're going to have words, <laughs> you know, it's like, look, I didn't order this service from the hotel. The tuck-in service was not added into the package. I'm not paying for this. Um, so the, it maybe it's maybe it's Mrs. Cloyd, but there have been reports of a dark shadow in the corners of rooms at night that watch. They don't do anything, but they stand there and stare at you. And a lot of people have have reported that. And I actually have a buddy that I work with um, who was staying there with um, a lady friend of his one night, and they, you know, he kind of knew he's. Into the hauntings and stuff. So that's one of the reasons he stays there. Um, but the lady that he was with didn't really know much about that or whatever. And she was like, Now, do you see that in the corner? And he's like, I, No. And she's like, No, seriously, there's like two red lights in the corner. And he's like, You sure it's not coming from like the window, like a reflection or something? She's like, No, they're right there in the corner. And he, you know, he knowing the hotel, he was getting a little freaked out, but he was trying to keep her calm and everything. So, you know, he, he kind of talked her down and said, well, it'll be all right. Just, you know, go to bed. It It's nothing. So the next day they're, they're up pretty early and he's taking pictures in the hallway and he takes a shot down the hallway and they look at it and she goes, oh my God, that's what I saw. And in the photo, he's shown me this. In the photo, there's two little reddish oranges orbs at the very end of the hallway. And they're there. I've seen it. You know, I trust this guy not to manufacture photos. Now, I don't know what they are, you know. Um, I don't know if they are orbs. I don't know if they are reflections from a lampshade or whatever you want to call it. But they were there. And she said that's what she was seeing. So... And I've, I've heard of the, some orb activity in the Thomas house.
1: And I'm always a little skeptical when I look at photographs of ghosts or orbs or shadows because digital photography, especially with smartphones, they're so easily manipulated. But yet film cameras can produce some really, really strange effects. So you get film developed and you go back and look and there's some weird streak that is just occurred on the film. And the next thing you know, it's like, look at this crazy thing I've got in this photograph.
0: It's like, a ghost snake.
1: Yeah. It's, it's just something that happened when you developed the picture.
0: Yeah. I mean, it could have been on the negative um, before you put the roll of film into the camera. There could have been a, a, right. a defective spot on the on that actual piece of film.
1: But you do have to give some credence to somebody that's like, look, I took this picture. I take pictures all the time. I didn't do anything to it. And when I went back and looked at the picture, this is what I saw. Right. So, you know, when you trust somebody, you say, you know, hey, look at this. This freaked me out. Does it freak you out? We get it's freaking me out because it's freaking you out.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a lot more apt to believe a photo that you take or a photo that, um, one of my other buddies takes that I, I trust that person. I know they're not smart enough to Photoshop anything. You know, they're like me and they can't work a computer to save their life. So they're not going to be able to Photoshop it. And for them to say, I was just there taking pictures. Uh, Y'all can probably hear that train. I I apologize. That's the ghost train. (laughs) And that's really not, that's just, I live next to a train track and I apologize. The graveyard is next to the train track. So, um,
1: but, Those make the best stories. Yeah,
0: maybe it adds a little ambiance to it. I need to hang the mic out there closer to the the <laughs> train. <laughs> anyway, um, you know, I'm, I'm more likely to believe a friend of mine's picture than one I just find on the Internet. Because um, despite what people say, if it's on the Internet, don't always believe it. You know, it doesn't make it true just because it's on the Internet. Um, but... There's, speaking of pictures, um, I was scrolling through doing some research on the Thomas House, and I, I ran across a whole bunch of videos on YouTube that you can go look at. One of them is the, the ball rolling in Sarah's room, but there's also someone else who's walking down the hallway, and they're filming their walk down the hallway, and they're, they got the camera pointed in front of them, and they didn't notice it until they went and looked back at the film. Um, but there is a full bodied apparition that steps out from basically you're looking down the hallway and at the end of the hallway is this room and it steps out into the door opening and then slowly kind of steps back. And as it's stepping back, it kind of starts dissolving a little bit. And I mean, it's full body. It's not like, uh, you can see, you can see the arms, you can see the outline of the head. You can see that I want to see that in person, I really do. Oh yeah, um,
1: yeah. I, I want I want full on apparition in front of me. You know, I I want to I want to pee a little. Right. I, I want to be that scared.
0: Right. I'm I'm with you because if 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 I don't pee, it ain't a fun night. But anyway, um, so uh, you and I were talking a little bit, and you found the information, and I did not find this information. Um but you're a little smarter than I am. Um, so I'm going to let you take it. Um, tell them about the um, the cults, because also I'm going to let you tell them about it, because of all the stuff that kind of weirds me out, the thing that gets me the most is satanic cults and the devil worship and all that stuff. Because ghosts are ghosts, but the satanic worship, the all this stuff, that just freaks me the hell out. So you talk about it, and I'm going to sit over here and cry a little bit.
1: Yeah, so in doing research about the stories and the history of the house, I came across some information that I guess you could just, you know, call personal experiences. Uh, One particular article that uh, I read was by a lady named Penny Good Evans. She said someone had contacted her about time that she had experienced with the Anzara cult. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. So, if there's any of the Anzara cult members out there, I'm not trying to offend you.
0: Please, yeah, just email us and tell it phonetically how you yeah, say that. Just
1: just write it out. We'll say it however you want. But after but,
0: you email us, lose our email, please.
1: But but the story the story is is that at some point during the 1980s, this uh, Anzara group ran the hotel. And it has been referred to as the Anzara Hotel many times throughout this article and a few other minor Reddit posts that I found that during this time, the hotel was the Anzara Hotel and that this group was supposedly a cult. It doesn't say what kind. It doesn't say that there was devil worship going on. It doesn't say that they were branch Davidians or any anything else, that they worship, you know, comets or Nothing. It it just says it just says cult like behavior, uh, and the town didn't didn't care for it, so they ran them out. And but it's a there small was town so they yeah, a small town. So, but there was a, a a pretty good period of time during the eighties that these people occupied the hotel and essentially lived there. Uh, there was stories that there was a wealthy New York um, widow that lived there that they were kind of funneling money from. that that kept them there. That's how they owned it. Um, But Miss Evans uh, describes that her and her her boyfriend, now husband, left their families because they were in bad situations. Let's just say that. And went to Red Boiling Springs. And lived in hotels, the the three that, that are there, but stayed the most time in the Thomas house. And this is about the time that these folks were there. And they described their experiences there. They talked about weird behavior coming downstairs and all the guests are dancing around, chanting naked, things like that. There was kind of a devil may care attitude. They even said that at some point they would, they would pay the $50 a week it was to stay there. And then when nobody was around, they would go to the cash register and get the money back out. Uh, and then use it again to pay for the, the next week.
0: Jerk kids.
1: That's right. So then they, uh, they had a story where they were hungry late one night, and they went down to the concession stand at the swimming pool, and it was unlocked, so they took a lot of Twinkies and candy bars and ding-dongs and all that stuff. Yeah, kid food. Kid food. So they ate all that food up in their room, and they're sitting around surrounded by candy wrappers and chocolate all over their face like kids do, and... They said, "Hey, on the walls. you know these people act like they're in a cult. What if it's one of these Jim Jones type cults? And <laughs> and and this is the poison food that they're going to use to end it all? So they start freaking themselves out. Uh, that wasn't the case, but very shortly after that, they said they left. So
0: I probably would have too, making those connections. <laughs> I'd, I'd have been yeah,
1: gone. Don't drink the Kool Aid.
0: Yeah, peace. I'm gone.
1: Yeah. So." They uh so years later they're married. Um, her husband is act- actually has written a book. This article was written in 2016. Um, so a little over a year ago. Uh he's written a book called Um Annie Wakey. It's all one word, A-N-N-E-E-W-A-K-E. And it's about the experiences that they had there and at other hotels in that area and the experiences they had. And she claims that the Thomas House is not the most haunted place in in Red Boiling Springs. So she doesn't say what is, which we're going to need to find that yeah, out. That's but,
0: irritating. To leave me hanging like that. Yeah,
1: that's right. So I'm thinking there's another article out there where she lets the cat out of the bag. Um,
0: we'll find it. If it is, we'll find it.
1: But either way, some people have co- that contacted her, She um, she comments that they gave her some information that, long after these folks were gone or, you know, they, they were, they were all gone out of that hotel and the new owners were in there that while pulling up some carpet underneath the carpet in several of the rooms, they found large circles painted on the floor with blood and feathers that was left under the carpet. Uh, there were metal, metal prayers, which I'm, I'm assuming must be like, you know, prayers written or etched onto metal
0: Probably folded
1: so. over hanging in some of the trees that are on the property just really strange things now all of that's just creepy it's not really a ghost story but it's creepy and but it it speaks to the history of this place and why a lot of these stories come out i mean and understand these stories have been coming out since the 1800s i mean this this is not just new stuff right i mean you know so this stuff has been around and and this happened as recently as the 1980s. So this really gives you an idea of, man, there's been a lot of stuff that's gone on at this place. I mean, there's a lot of reason for these shows like Ghost Hunters and Paranormal State to want to go there and do episodes because there just seems to be so much activity. Right. And, and you mentioned earlier um, about the Minerals, that are in the ground and the water and why that may, right. that may be producing some of the energy that you feel.
0: Yeah, there was a, um, there was a, a medium psychic lady who, who she's since passed, but she said that one of the things she felt when she stepped into Red Boiling Springs was there was an energy about the whole town and everybody who I've talked to that has gone to Red Bowling Springs says, yeah, that town just has this weird vibe, this weird feeling to it. But she said one of the reasons that she thought that was the, the feeling that she got was there, there is running water under the town, and it, it's heavy mineral water. So there's a lot of minerals in this, and through that running water seems to be a conduit for a lot of uh spiritual activity a lot of um resonance from the spiritual side and with all those minerals it creates a like a crystal there there's crystals that form near the edges of these running water and when you
1: say crystal in small town you usually yeah, think of something especially in
0: else. Tennessee right um but these are the natural crystals not the bathtub crystals um but uh that with that, the the running water beside the, the crystals that form in the ground, they seem to hold the energy of the past. And if there's been a traumatic death or whatever, it's more likely that that large amount of energy would get trapped within this area of, I guess, higher resonance, you could say, of the crystals and everything, and it would keep... Keep that there so you're more likely to experience something in an area like that, in an area whose geology uh, permits the trapping of spirits or energy or whatever. And, you know, I've said for a long time, whether you believe in ghosts or not, the earth has a memory. And when you have a traumatic event take place, like some of the battlegrounds and stuff that we'll probably talk about, that's a large amount of negative energy that's being pumped into one area. And it, it will get held in that area. And then when you have the natural geology of the, the quartz crystals and the running water and all that, it's going to stay a little, a little longer than others and be a little more present and noticeable to the layperson rather than just the medium.
1: Yeah, and the whole thing about energy, it it goes to this idea that lights can come on, things can move seemingly on their own, because high amounts of energy, magnetic energy, they can move things, they can push things, they can make you feel different, they can make you feel nauseated, they can make you feel cold. A lot of these are the same things that people will say they experience, not just at the Thomas House, but at different locations in Red Bowling Springs. So we don't say this to, you know, debunk anything that anybody said they experienced. But it does go to speak to this. This may be why things are happening here. This may be why, if you believe this at all, that spirits are very active here because if you if you if you listen to the stories, these these ghost hunters, these paranormal investigators, one thing they all have in common is they're looking for energy changes in energy changes in temperature,
0: mm-hmm.
1: because those things indicate that something is off, something is different, yep. and of course
0: something is happening. Yeah, their know.
1: explanation is is that it's an entity, it's a spirit, something along those lines. But if you start mixing those two things together, high energy ar- around the the earth there, around the water there, you know, why not? If if you're really buying into any of this stuff, and we're not saying that we are, but we like talking about it. Um this may this may explain why do we why do we see these
0: things? Why do we hear these things or feel these things? Right. And it, it can go to corroborate the, the, the stories of ghosts and the personal experiences that people have, and it, it, and it can lead the debunkers and the skeptics in another way. But all in all, there's something going on in Red Boiling Springs, whether, whether it be spirit activity or whether it be a, an, an energy level that we don't outright physically detect but that we can feel inside of us and we feel that something is different here. And that would, that would kind of lead you down the line of why a cult or a, a spiritual group would be attracted to Red Bowling Springs because if you're in touch with that side, you would, as soon as you step foot into Red Bowling Springs, you would say, you know, there's, there's something, I feel something here there's something here.
1: Yeah. And, and like I said, I've been there many times and you do feel something different. And it could be in my case, the fact that I've heard all these stories because I like them and I've watched the shows and I get out and I go, Oh, this place gives me the creeps. Mm -hmm. It just, it just feels different. Um, but for me, it's legit. You know, I feel that way when I'm stopping to get gas when I'm there. Um, I did drive by the Thomas house and there, there is kind of a weird feeling you get when you pull up the driveway and you're looking out from outside.
0: You're like the fourth person I've heard say that.
1: Yeah. I mean, you're looking at people out there working, they're doing their job. I mean, there's a guy out there, you know, mowing the grass. I mean, there's people up there, you know, sweeping off the front porch. I mean, it's a hotel. I mean, that's what they do. Right. But you're like, this is not like any hotel I've been to. Oh, yeah. you you just you feel it and this is why I'm, you know Adam and I wanted to talk about this place it's close to us and it's why we want to go and we're really looking forward to uh yep. to the time we get to spend up
0: there absolutely and there's you know the Thomas house is not the only haunted hotel up there or the only one with activity um all of the hotels up there are supposedly fairly active um and even some of the other buildings that are not hotels have a lot of activity. Um one of them is the Armor Hotel. And I've been told that while the Thomas House seems to have a little higher frequency of activity, it's fairly ambiguous and innocuous activity and and you just you notice it happening, you know, there's things happen, but at the Armor Hotel it seems to be a little more malevolent. Like there's something out to run you off yeah Maybe. we're
1: we're talking about the scale of casper to poltergeist
0: right so. so you know thomas house is casper where he he tickled you in the night and you know you get a good laugh and you all joke about it the next morning over coffee that
1: is the worst casper
0: impersonation thank I've you ever. i i you know i i do a lot of good impersonations you know depending on who you ask Casper has never been one of them. It doesn't um, come up
1: in casual conversation no, too often. No,
0: I mean Kermit the Frog comes up more often and uh, Um hang home, Kermit the Frog here. See, I can do a good Kermit, that's but not, Casper. That's not bad. Thank you. Thank you. Um but uh talking about uh the armor, that that's a little bit more of the you're in my space. Um I don't want you here. I'm gonna do something to scare you. To where you you don't want to joke about, you know, oh, this happened last night, you know, I was laying there and, you know, the I noticed a ball start rolling across the floor. This is, you know, the twins standing down at the end of the hallway. Will you play with me? Thing, you know, not cool. Um which on that note, Matt and I want to go to the armor as well. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. cause we're stupid. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> we want to do these stupid things. Yeah.
1: We're starting off small. We're starting on the Casper scale Yeah, and we're, we're working in, our way up.
0: We'll move up. Um, but like we said, we're going to, we're going to be there the 29th, which is in a few weeks. Um, so we'll, we'll let y'all know, um, what we find out and anything. Um, if any of y'all have been to the Thomas house, if any of y'all know anything that we don't, um, let us know. Like, um, like we said at the beginning, it's, it's, you know, we did our cursory research. Um, we didn't,
1: it was, it was very cursory.
0: Yeah. We, um, we're, like I said, we're illiterate. Matt won't, um, admit to that, but, um, we do a little bit of, uh, a little bit of digging and um, you know, some of these are some of these stories are folklore. Some of them are personal experience. Some of them have documentation, but all in all they make for a very interesting area.
1: Absolutely. So um, when we get back from this, we're going to have an episode that we'll talk about what some of our experiences were. If we had any, right. I mean, we may have a th- a a 3 minute blurb about yeah it was fun we met these guys and we left it was dark and we were there
0: it was october it was getting chilly it yeah. was probably rainy
1: hopefully that's not what'll happen yeah i hope not you know and and i'm i'm kind of hoping that we're not so amped up when we get there that we're going to experience things that aren't real right uh, cause that's, you know, that's very possible. People do that. Yeah. I mean, I've, I I've creeped myself out to the point that I wouldn't get out of bed before. So just thinking that something was there, I yeah. didn't see anything, didn't hear anything. Something creeped into my head and said, if you get out of bed, that thing under you your bed's going to grab your leg. Yeah, exactly. and it, this is as an adult. So,
0: yeah, I was going to say, that's not as a kid. That was like last yeah, week. Yeah. You know, he called me last week, middle of the night, scared to get out of bed. I had to talk him out of bed. He had to pee real bad. I had to talk him to the bathroom. That's so, right. Um, but anyway, um, we thank you all for joining us on our first episode here. Um, hope we were entertaining enough for you all and have made you all interested in the Thomas House Hotel. If you're ever in Tennessee, um, take a swing by it and check it out. You know, um, Take pictures and send them to us. Email them to us. GraveyardTalesPodcast at gmail.com um let's talk about it you know Uh, yeah
1: we we want to hear what you guys think um we're not believers non-believers we just like to be scared and this is why we're doing this if if you're if you feel the same way let us know if something's happened to you uh yeah we want to hear about it and uh if if we get a lot of the same experiences we may actually do a show about it absolutely um but if you've got something that you've taken a picture of that creeps you out. If you've got a recording or if you've got a spot in your house that you don't go to because it really makes you feel weird. We want to hear about it. You know, we want all the stories. We're not we're not going to make fun of you. We're not going to we're not going to try to explain it away. Uh, we're just going to hear it to, and we're going to get scared.
0: Yeah, you're talking to two guys who have freaked themselves out alone oh, yeah. in the house. So we're not going to make fun of you all at all. I'm
1: I'm freaked out right now and yep. all I have to do is walk to my car.
0: Right. Um, But it is dark. So, uh, anyway, thanks again for joining us. But Um, I don't
1: like the dark, (laughs) Adam. I'm
0: afraid of the dark. Uh, We hope to see you back next episode. Um, Look us up on Facebook uh, at Graveyard Tales Podcast. Uh, Look us up on Twitter, Graveyard Tales Podcast. Now, thanks to the Twitter amount of characters, it's not Graveyard Podcast. It's G-R-V-E. Y R D, tales, look us up. That's what it is. It, it's just type in graveyard tales and and you'll see the weird spelling that I had to come up with to get this on Twitter. Thanks Twitter. Um, we're hoping by the time this is up that we will be live on Google Play, um, live on Stitcher, and we're working on Apple um, to get on Apple, and hopefully we'll be there too, so that we can be on all your favorite uh, outlets for streaming podcast. Um, if we are, give us a, give us a rating, you know, give us some feedback, tell us what you think. Um, but thank you again for joining us tonight.